Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the World Cross Waffle Podcast. This week we come to you for episode 13 of the podcast. And this week we feature another different episode again. This week, because nothing's really happened in the news, as per usual when we try and do a planning meeting for these podcasts, nothing actually happens. So this week we're going to be discussing all things Euro 2020, 2021, because Obviously, it's now been pushed back for this for this year. And we're going to be discussing who we think should be in the England squad, whether it's going to be solely taking place in the UK, and who are the favourites for the tournament. Rob and John, join me again as per usual. And if, I think this will be an interesting episode for us to record with us all being football fans and see who we have decided to go in our England squad. Because... Before we started recording this, we have put together a 23-man squad that we would take to the Euros this year. I think the majority of it will be the same, but there will be some differences as as any normal conversation would do in any normal debate. But anyway, so what do we think of England's chances going forward for this year at Euro 2021? Well, um. I just want to say that it's going to be called Euro 2020. It's in 2021, but it would have cost them so many millions. That's why they kept the same name. It's why Tokyo is going to be still called Tokyo 2020, because it will cost them so much millions for marketing, the amount of merchandise they've made to to change it. Like, it's too far gone for that. I mean, they cancelled it, what, three months before the tournament started last year? Like, it would have cost them, like, heavily with that. Um, yeah, no, England's chances, I mean, depends because obviously it's a good incentive that the final and semi-finals are at Wembley. As of now, the, whether or not it gets changed and the whole tournament's in England, depends. But it, there's, an, there's an announcement in April for that, but it's a good incentive for the English players to know that the final's at Wembley. So with that, I think we're favourites. One thing I will say that you probably haven't seen the high-quality cinematic background on my screen of our fantastic logo. Um, thank you to Zoom. Yeah, I rate that. I rate thank that. you to Zoom for helping me. Well, they didn't actually sort it out for me. I just played around my settings and put it as my background, but it took time and effort, and it looks amazing. But anyway, um, going forward to Euro 2020... Off. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Euro, Euro 2020... <laughs> Is it going to be held solely in England? I think because COVID's still around, I think it has to be, really. It has to go into one country. I mean, there was talk of France oh. being the sole host. There was talk about Germany being the sole host. Yeah. But I don't think it would work for Germany because they've got the 2024 Euros. It's, well, it seems UEFA seems to be pretty settled on the idea of it moving it solely to one country. And reports that came out this week and one of the few bits of news that actually did happen this week is that apparently England's looking very likely as we are currently doing the best with vaccinations, as we've spoken about in previous weeks. We are streets ahead of the rest of Europe, which is why we are now. We've become early favourites, but obviously everything at the moment in the country, it all depends on vaccines. If we 
fall apart and Germany or France will ever step up than by April when the final decision's made, then one of them will, might take over. Well, yeah, that's it. I'm looking at two different articles here. Um, Daily Mail is saying that a UEFA member, and this is this is I've read this in multiple, multiple publications, a UEFA member accidentally revealed that England is highly likely, and 442 are going with that and saying that England like are very likely to be sole host of the Euros this summer. I mean, well, if if a, a UEFA member has opened his mouth where he shouldn't have. You know, there's already discussions been made, but yeah, the final um, announcement won't be until middle of April for that. I'd be it'd be nice to have the Euros. It would in, be nice in England, certainly. S- circa 1996 vibes. I know you guys weren't around then, but you know. Oh no, no. <laughs> Those were scenes. That was my first tournament I ever experienced. So, well, so I it'd think be nice this, to have it in England. I think the year of 2020 in England is becoming a high possibility. I've seen a load of uh, leaning journalists say on Twitter that there is a lot of rumors going around that um, the UK, well, I say the UK, England will be the sole host of the Euros. It well, yeah, poses questions yeah. again, which stadiums would they use? Would they have to modify certain stadiums? Would they well, have to I don't I mean, know, build it, new ones? Some of England's stadiums are very good. I mean, you've got St. James's Park that holds 50 plus thousand. The new they normally top... have about 12 venues for the Euros. So you'd yeah, have to find 12 they, venues in the UK. If they were going with their, if they're going, if they were going with their original plan, there's twelve host cities, so twelve stadiums. Yeah. Um. So yeah, twelve stadiums. I'd say St James's Park would be one. Anfield, Old Trafford. Yeah. Tottenham, three. Ars- Arsenal, maybe Arsenal. You, you probably can't have three in the same city though, because obviously Wembley, Spurs' ground, and Arsenal are probably all within five mile radius. Well, they, okay. They, so they'd want it dotted around the country. So St Mary's would be one. I think Leicester's ground yeah. would be one. Yes. Uh, um, maybe you'd Leeds, probably say Sunderland Road. as well. You'd say Sunderland yeah, as well. Maybe Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. Stadium of Light, 46,000. Yeah. Where else? Villa Park. That's the yeah. only big ground in Birmingham. Villa Park may be one of them. Yeah, um, we've got enough. There's certainly options on the table for us to host Euro 2020, but the problem is a lot of our stadiums are ageing, and would they be up to the standards for hosting a European Championships. Yeah, I mean, I can the... see, I can see why they're doing it because if they want to go with their original plan, it, hold, it involves a, a lot of travelling and a lot of countries that ain't up to the standard of the UK of the UK's vaccine rollout. You know, so I can see why they'd want to keep it into one country and then maybe go again in a few years' time or a couple of tournament lengths time. With the pan euros, where it's all over. I don't think that'll ever work. I think that was a silly idea. I mean, you've got you've got teams like Switzerland and Wales that were supposed to be playing their opening game in Baku. For goodness' sake, I mean, no Welshman is just going to want to go to Baku to watch them play Switzerland. Tell that to Arsenal and Chelsea fans. Remember when they had to go there for the Euros, uh, Europa League final? No one is. No Welshman is going to want to go to Baku just to watch them play Switzerland. It's a logistical nightmare because you're playing. Everyone's playing in different countries. There's so much travel involved. I just think the whole idea itself wouldn't have really worked. It'd have been too much of a logistical nightmare, and the quality of football would probably be lower because they're travelling so much. The players. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would have been. It would have been nice to see. Obviously, we'd mucked that up. Yeah, but it would. You know, because. I think they would they done it because mo- mainly most countries 
don't get to host the Euros. I think yeah. that's yeah. why they, the reason they were doing it because you know the likes of Baku, Romania, Hungary, uh, even Ireland and Scotland had had games scheduled at you know the Aviva and Handen Park. Um, it would have been nice for it would have been good for the fans, not necessarily who can get to a Euros because it's mainly the the main major countries that host the Euros because they have the yeah. they have the facilities. So, yeah, but. Sticking it to well, they've already, to one they've country already confirmed work. Germany as being the sole home host nation for 2024, and they did an excellent job at the World Cup in 2006. So they did. They they're, they're in good shape. That's painful. 2006 was England's best chance to win something. Yeah, the team that they had, like, and Portugal were average in that in that tournament. Like they didn't even get to the final. Like it was just. That was England's best chance so far of making it to a, to a, to win something. I reckon. Blame Wayne Rooney. Mm. Blame Wayne yeah. Rooney. We said that. Yeah, a few you times, certainly though. can't blame Ronaldo for for what happened. He played his part. He, no. I feel like the way I feel like that's something we all we might look back at in a few years' time and say about this England setup as well. Because the way I, I think, see it, like, we've got an incredibly again. strong squad. But I think we'll be sitting here, like we say, we're looking on 10, 15 years later. Saying that England had a great chance, I feel like we'll be sitting here 15 years later from now and say, "How did we not go further in Euro 2021?" Or Again, 2020 and 2018 in Russia, mathematically England had a better squad than Croatia in a sense. But Croatia, Harry came for Croatia that when he had, should have squared it to Sterling. Yeah, yeah, Croatia had more star players than England, but England as a squad in general were probably stronger than Croatia. And that would have been our best chance to get to a major final since God knows how long. 66, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. We uh, got to Italian 90 semi-final, uh, Euro 96 semi-final, World Cup 2018 semi-final. That's it. Yeah. But I think that England squad was one of our best ones that we've had. It's, it was it yeah. an older squad, but there was some youth in it. And it does bring us on to the question of who would we pick in our England squads? Now, we've all drafted a 23-man squad to go to the Euros this summer. And it's, it'll be interesting to see whether we agree on them or whether there is, is some notable differences that have been put in. well, to be honest. So we'll go through each positions, starting with the three goalkeepers. And I think this one's probably the easiest one to do. because I think this one is a no-brainer. Yeah, get it. The it's, reason why we got this me, one out of the way now. Pope and Henderson all the way. Yep, completely agree. Nah. No. No. Pope, Henderson and Butland. Butland hasn't played for Palace at all. I don't think... I just don't like Jordan Pickford. He's, he's a bit of a calamity. Like, he, he has his moments and you don't need that as a goalkeeper. You need to be on top form all the time. The and he certainly has his moments. Everton, he's a bit here, there and everywhere. But for England, he's never let England down. And just, yeah. as a goalkeeper for England, he suits our style of play. Distribution, playing out from the back. He's good on the ball. If Whereas, you're going... for example, someone like Pope, with me being a Burnley fan, it's hard to say, but he's not good on the ball. He's, he's a better shot stopper than Pickford, but distribution is certainly not his strong point. If you're going by performances throughout the Premier League and on merit, he wouldn't get in my team. Uh, maybe not Butland, but Fraser Forster for Celtic, maybe. But then you could argue Dean Henderson as well because he hasn't actually played for Man United much this season at all. 
He's and the only enough. real other English keeper that has started is Alex McCarthy. And yeah. he's had a bit of a shock of this season at times. I mean, I Henderson's think... played enough. He's played more games than than he should. He, I reckon he should have had. <laughs> I was to say, I think Ben's point is the key thing with Pickford is that Everton, yeah, he gets all his mistakes out in the Premier League games at Everton, but he seems it's like it's almost like he's a different player when he comes to England. He's no, he saves all his strongest performances of his career for tournament games with England. Which I mean, that save he made against Colombia in 2018 to, oh, I mean, the, the score from the resulting corner, but that save he made against Colombia from about a 40 yard effort that he just fingertips over the bar, that's yeah. probably one of his best ever saves for England. And obviously, he's a hero in our first, well, one of our many interesting penalty shootouts because he can take them, he can save them, which is Rob, a useful yeah. asset to have. What's your free keepers, Rob? I've gone Pickford, Pope, Henderson as well. Okay. I so why would you? Why would you I say Jack Butler? Really, but anyone but Pickford, really. It's interesting. That's an interesting decision. I just don't. Now. I just. I just think he's made too. He's made too many mistakes as England number one goalkeeper. He's made far too many mistakes in the Premier League. As soon as when Joe Hart was England's number one, and he started making consistent mistakes, people started questioning him. Why aren't people questioning Pickford? I think a lot of people are from his Premier League form, but yeah. then it, again, he doesn't make mistakes for England. Yeah. That's what I keeps him spot. Because if you're going off general Premier League form, Nick Pope's the obvious yeah. obvious person to start. Yeah. He's been the best Pope English keeper be... in the Premier League. But I'm if you're going off international form, Jordan Pickford's never let England down. I mean, I know I'm a Man United fan, but I mean, if, with this squad, Pope would be my number one. Interesting. So... I mean, I'm a Burnley fan and I still don't think Nick Pope should be number one. I think it's, it's like, between the two because they've both got different yeah. characteristics, Pope and Pickford. Notice, I do understand what your what your point is for Pickford, John, but then I would argue with that. Uh, surely, surely you still take him and just not play him. He'd still be there. As, he's still yeah, but that's why Butler's there. Third choice, he ain't going to get played, but he's still making up the numbers, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but then you might as well take Pickford down that point. And if it's going to be just a case of the only plays that we get two horrible injuries, you might as well still take him because at least he's experienced. Fair. Well, England normally named four keepers in their provisional 25-man squad and then drop one out. So, would Pickford be that fourth keeper for you or would you still not pick him? Oh, yeah. I'd have him as fourth, but I don't think he'd make my three. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, for me, I think in my starting eleven would be Jordan Pickford. Just, it's close between Pickford and Pope because Pope's a better shot stopper than Pickford. But Pickford's all-round game for England is much better and suits the style of play that Southgate plays. Yeah, I think I would predict that Pickford would start, but and when we've chosen our own things, I'm going off as if who I would play rather than who Southgate would play and I would put Pope in. Well, obviously, yeah. I'd love Pope to play. I would absolutely love a Burnley goalkeeper to be England's number one, but I'm, I'm going off who I think Southgate would pick. My heart said oh, Pope, that, my head definitely. said Pickford. Then I haven't gone, gone off of what I haven't gone off of what South Southgate will pick. This is this yeah. is meant to be your team and who you'd pick. It. You're the England manager. You make well, these decisions. I have picked. I have picked. <laughs> think, but well, goalkeeper at a Pope for me. If if it's going there off, my, go. if it's going yeah. off my head. Well, there you go. We're, we're unanimous. Nick Pope. If no. Southgate's listening, Pope, mate. Pope's the one. Absolutely. So right, moving on to defenders, let's go. We've, got, I've, I've named eight defenders here. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I've got eight as well. I've, I've gone got seven. Seven, okay. Um, I've gone Kieran Trippier. Right. Yep. Reese James. No, right. not in mind. Kyle Walker. No. John right. Stones. Yep. Harry Maguire. Yeah. Connor Cody. Yep. Luke Shaw. Yeah. And Ben Chilwell. Yeah, I've got most of them, yeah. Where I differ from you is I've gone Trent Alexander-Arnold over Reese James. And then I've gone Tyra Mings over Kyle Walker. That's an in- Mings was Mings would be one of my honourable mentions. Yeah, Walker's. That's the decision I had to make. Because I'd originally done a 25 and then chalked two off. It was who do I keep, Mings and Walker, because they can both play centre-back and one of the full-back spots. But I settled on Mings in the end. Fair enough, fair enough. It depends which formation Southgate plays, though, because Mings yeah. would be perfect in a back three. Absolutely yeah, that's, why I that's why I chose him in the end, but I think. Cause, Kyle cause Walker's he... a bit of a utility player because he can play as a wing-back, but yeah. as we saw at uh, the World Cup in 2018, he was brilliant at, at centre-back in a back yeah. three. Yeah, but I've, I've picked, I've, Mings just picks him for me just because I think if in the five at the back, left centre-back and the five at the back will be the best option we have. I've gone with Kyle Walker, Reese James, Tomori, Harry Maguire, Tyron Mings, Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw. Tomori's well, an interesting one because I he's having a good he's having a good season at AC Milan. Well, that's 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 an interesting one because Tomori's got a bit of pace to him, mm. which can provide a different asset for England. But I I think I would play a four at the back for England. I don't think the back yeah, three is working as well. I think people have found out our three at the back formation and figured out how we play. So I would start, um, I'd go Kieran Trippier at right back. I'd play my two centre-backs as John Stones and Harry Maguire and then Luke Shaw at left back. Yeah, I've gone Maguire. If I go, I've set up a four, what I'd start as a four and what I'd start as a five. I've gone Maguire and Stones in the middle. Sure on the short left back as well for a four back, and then I know I put Alexander Arnold at right back. I mean, obvious reasons really for being a Liverpool fan, and also see, I've let Trent out of my squad completely. Yeah, I don't Trippier. rate him. He's had a I mean, two, season this season. He, he's he too overrated. To squad too overrated for me. I think he's still need. So I, I, I do I completely. I do agree. He's been had a poor season, but I think he's still got to be there because when he's on form. We haven't got anyone better, but it's just—is he going to reach that form? I think attacking, attacking wise, Trent Alexander is probably one of the best fullbacks in the league. But his defensive qualities is what lets him down. And if he's playing as a right back instead of a wing back, that's what could let him down, and that's what keeps him out of my squad. For my back four, I'd go Walker, Mings, Maguire, Chilwell. Again, it's. The back four is a tricky one because we've got so many options. I mean, on my honourable mention lists, I've got Lewis Dunk. Yeah, I mean, I think I've he's left... been. I think he's been brilliant for Brighton. He's mm. underrated. Was also James Tarkovsky as well. As well. Yeah. Ben Mee, all English. I mean, talents. I've, I've, le- I've left out John Stones, Connor Cody, Phil Jones. You know. Oh, we know you love Phil Jones. On. We know no, you love Phil Jones. Guys are fraud. <laughs> right, to... going on to midfielders, I boys. Who you got? I was just I've gone with quickly. six midfielders. I've got seven. Well, I'll say quickly as well as if we if we got I've got a five back set up as well. I've gone. It's primarily the same, but I've gone Mings and Cody 
as with Stones because I think they're, very, they're much better suited to back three. And then you see, if I was going, if I was going to say at five at the back, so Reese James, Carl Walker, John Stones, and Harry Maguire, and then Chilwell. I think for Mick Cody's got to be in there if you play a back three because he plays yeah. every week. Maguire has to go. I don't think from previous experience, Maguire can't play a back three, so he'd have to go. True. And Cody come that's, in. That's the one I'd change if ever it was. Yeah. But let's move yeah, on. To, I'll move on now. I've named six midfielders, but a lot of these could either go into the defensive side or into the attacking side. Yeah. I've got so seven. I've, I've, I've named six. I've gone for Phil Foden, Declan, yep. Jack yep. Reed, Mason yep. Mount, yep. Eric Dyer, no. and Ruben Loftus Cheek. No, I haven't got that one either. I've got, I've got obviously, you know, I've agreed with you with some. I've gone, well, I wanted to say Jordan Henderson, but I don't, th- it's not looking likely he's going to be fit. So then I just thought, I don't know who to put in now. So I've settled on Harry Winks because he's the most similar kind of player to that Henderson role. Don't really want him there. I just I hope Henderson would be fit so we could take him. And then I've then chucked in Bakayo Saka because of his versatility. He can play four or five different positions in the attack on the midfield. And I think he's really a good man to take as just a twenty-third, just injury cover. Really, I agree. Yeah, I've gone with eight, I've gone with eight midfielders. I've gone with Bakayo Saka, Mason Mount, Harvey Barnes, Jack Grealish, Phil Foden, Declan Rice, James Madison, and Jaden Sancho. Well, as okay, we so are I've, recording, I've got Madison as well. Sorry, as we are recording this, I don't think Harvey Barnes will be going because he's picked up quite a serious injury for yeah. Leicester today. Yes, he did. But um, which could no, rule if, him if, out. If, if 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 he was fit and it was me as England boss, I'd take him because I, I I rate him very highly. He's very good, a very good player. Absolutely. But in terms of my six that I chose, I think the two controversial ones are Dyer and Loftus Cheek. Yeah. Yes. Because Eric Dyer, if we were playing him in a back three, I'd say no chance he won't get in the squad. But he is a bit dire, isn't he? If don't ever say that ever again. Um, <laughs> if you're playing him as a defensive midfielder, I think that's where he's more better suited, but I still don't think you get another Declan Rice. No, Declan Rice is on it this season. He's very, very good. Which is why he would start for me because the formation I've picked to start with is four three three, and yeah, I've, gone, I've, gone, I've def- gone well. Declan Rice as a defensive midfielder, and then Grealish and Mount in front of him. I think oh yeah, I've got I've gone Declan Rice as defensive, and then I've gone Grealish same as you have, and then I've gone Foden over Mount because I think he can do the box to box role. He he can basically play anywhere in the midfields, and I think on form. Is not re- on, on current form. Obviously, we've still got quite a few months. I don't think any midfielder is performing better than him. Even Grealish at the moment is not performing better than Foden for, in terms of English ones. But now Kevin De Bruyne is back from Manchester City. Foden's chances are limiting because mm. he's been left out the last three games that De Bruyne has been back. True, yeah. Then I think, then I would be, I, I mean, my head, my, well, I'd want to then say Madison because I think he's a better player, but I think Mason Mount suits that role better in the team. So that'd be who I'd come in if I would agree, I mean, agree just, with you. Just, just going back to the defenders briefly, my heart would say Charlie Taylor deserves a call up for the Pernley left mm-hmm. back because he is an attack minded fullback. Yeah. But his, in- just, yeah. his injury that he picked up this season has set him back because yeah. he, is, he is a different sort of left back. He's good defensively, he's good attackingly. But they wouldn't just call him up just for the Euros. He'd need to be in before that to get a run in the team 
Yeah. But then again, he won't get in ahead of Shaw or Chilwell. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I do see where you're coming from, but I think if you're only going to take two left-backs, really, although I've chose Saka, who can cover there, and same with Mings, but Chilwell and Shaw, standout performers. I mean, Shaw, unbelievable this season, and Chilwell's been England's number one for a while, so he's always going to go. Exactly. Is there anyone else that you might... Well, I had James Madison on my honourable mentions list, but yeah. having I mean, thought my, that, my he could other, go. He could my go only in. other awkward one was Harry Wings, but that's purely because I had no... Because I want to say Henderson, but I think he's going to be injured, so I had no idea who else to say. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Harry Winks anywhere near the England squad. He's not playing for Spurs. That was, basically, that was basically a case of... I need somebody else defensive-minded because Henderson's probably going to be injured. Who's played well for England recently? And Harry Winks was very good in the last couple of games he has played. So I picked off England form rather than Premier League form. There well, then you could the you could argue great. you could argue Calvin Phillips when he's back fit again. Yeah, that is a very good one actually. Yeah, I hadn't actually I'd actually forgotten about him. I think but because he's, been out he's so long now. Switch, he's, yeah. he's not been injured though. His nan died. Well, he was injured as well. He's had, he did he, have an injury. Oh, okay, yeah, but the reason why he's out at the minute yeah, is because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Should we move yeah, on I think to I the... did, I've had forgotten about him to be fair. I think I will I'm gonna edit that now. I think you can I completely forgot about that. He's Harry Winks is out. I would take I'd definitely take Calvin Phillips over Eric Dyer. Yeah, I completely forgotten about Calvin Phillips. And I'm fair. gonna change that right now. That's what happens no, when you're I've, in that's I've what happens when about, somebody's injured for so long. I thought about Calvin Phillips and I was like, mm, he doesn't get in ahead of all the other guys that I've picked. Well, the other controversial so, one that I picked was Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Now, he goes under the radar at Fulham. He was he was very good when he played, when he was in the Chelsea side and was in the England setup. And I feel like he's of quite a versatile midfielder because he can play in attacking roles and he can play in a defensive role. And he does go under the radar. He's in, again, yeah. injuries have set him back. But yeah. because he's at Fulham, he's not going to get the opportunity. I can see where you're coming from, but I just think, Again, I just think if Madison's the alternative option, if you're between those two, I think Madison wins that all the time for me, really. Yeah, it was between Madison and Loftus-Cheek, but I'd just edge Loftus-Cheek because I feel he's more versatile than Madison. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, that's just suit quite well, to be fair. I mean, I mean, I'm shooting the majority of forwards we've picked the same, but we might as well move on to it anyway. Yeah, I've named six again. I've gone um, five this time because I put the extra midfielder in. I've gone, well, Harry Kane, obviously. obviously. England skipper, he has to be in. Yeah. Marcus Bushford. Obviously. Jaden yeah. Sancho. Yeah. Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Saka. Oh, yeah. So I've had him and as well. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin. See, that's the, end. That's the one where I thought... It, might it was be between Calvert-Lewin and Ings for me. Yeah. That's the other striker. I had the same debate, but I settled on... Danny Ings just because I thought Calvert-Lewin and Harry Kane are very similar as Ings provides something a bit something a bit different off the bench. Yeah. Okay. I've gone I've gone with Marcus Rashford, Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane, Mason Greenwood, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Mason Greenwood's an interesting one again because he's on my, again, he's he's on not, my honorable mentions. He's not played for the senior side yet. But again, yeah, he, has. he could, played against Iceland. Yeah, Did he? Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't yeah. remember. He played against Iceland. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he got Last into all that trouble, didn't he? Well, yeah, he, him, him and Phil Foden got sent yeah. home because they brought girls back to the uh, hotel. Yeah, yeah. I, say, I, st- I still don't think he'd get in my 23, though. He he was the him and Kyle Walker were the two I had in my 
because obviously they pick a 25 and knock it down. They were the two that I had in my 25 and got rid of. But again, purely for the versatility option, because he can play on the wing. He's Also, he's so two-footed as well that I would still take Danny Ings over him because it's a proper number nine. Although it's, I think that would be just a different, because I feel like Calvert-Lewin for Kane is such a straight swap. So if Kane's been pocketed out of the game by somebody, then Calvert-Lewin doesn't really offer anything different. Well, I think Calvert-Lewin is quicker than Harry Kane in yeah. general t- purposes. Or he wouldn't he wouldn't play ahead of Kane. I mean, it only take Harry Kane to play injured, but then again, you could play Rashford as a striker or yeah. Sterling. So that's what I'd move to. I think if Kane got injured, I'd always have Ings would always have to be the sub. I'd then move Rashford up front and would bring Sancho into the starting eleven if Kane got injured. Ah, uh, you see, Sancho is in my starting eleven. I've gone Sterling, Kane, Rashford for the start. I've the gone Sterling, three. Kane, and Sancho. Sterling um, off the left, Sancho off the right. I've purely just gone off form for England. San- Sancho's not quite matched his Bundesliga form for England yet. So that's enough for me to get Rashford in over him. Well, we shall see. We shall see. My honourable mentions, if we were to pick an original 25-man squad, would be obviously Jordan Pickford, um, Danny Ings. I can't remember who else. Ah, yeah, interesting one. Mauricio Dortmund midfielder Jude Bellingham. Not for me. Not for me. Not yet. Not yet. Anyway, so twenty twenty two. I think that's a different matter. I think he goes to Qatar, but not for the Euros yet. Well, we've got well, the I'll Euros take... this year. Next mm. year we've got the World Cup in December. Yeah. It's a good. Depends it's a good it... time to be a football fan. Depends if he starts showing it even more for Dortmund. If he starts mm. and gains some form, then I can't see anyone else getting in because he's 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 young and he's got potential for the future. Well, it was it was a toss up, Jude Bellingham or Lingardinho. You know what I mean? Well, Lingard is starting to coming back into form now, but I still don't yeah. think he'd make my England squad. I mean, the amount of attacking take... midfielders we've got on offer. What I've taken from that is uh, include for the whole 23-man squad and honourable mention, John's had no mention of Chain Sancho or John Stones, two of the most informed English players around at the moment. Yeah. What do you mean? Sancho's in my team. Was he? Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. I thought I didn't oh, hear his thanks, name. Rob. No, yeah, Sancho's in my, in the midfield. Oh, yeah. I, was, I didn't hear him in attack. That's my bad then. But still, John Stones, the most informed defender around, not even in the honourable mentions. Yeah, you see, for me, John Stones starts, so... The form he's been in and the form he shows for England as well. I think you, you can't not have him in. I mean, it'd be a different question if Joe Gomez was fit because I think Stones and Gomez would start. Yeah. Yeah, not slabbed, not at all. Don't I don't rate Harry Maguire. Probably one of the worst Premier League players. As a Man United fan, he is a bit marmite. Yeah. You I love him or you hate him. He's going because I mean, he's in my start in the lineup because purely because I think he suits a back four better, whereas the reason I won't put in Cody or Mings over him is because I think they're very much more suited to a back three. I think if you are going to go four at the back and have the two centre-backs, and I think Maguire is the strongest option to play alongside Stones, even despite not being the best defender out of the three options you've got there. I think the good thing is with the England squad going into 2021 is we've got versatility. We've got yeah. players that can play in a number of roles, whether in a back four or a back five, for example. Yeah. And even in the midfield as well. I mean, like, we've all picked Sacco, who can play on both wings, can exactly. even go left-back if needed. Exactly. Well, 
let's let me just run through the starting eleven I would pick going into our first game of the tournament against Czech Republic. Is it? Is it Czech Republic or is it Croatia? Not sure. It's one of them two, but who knows? So Nick Pope in goal. Um, Trippier, Stones, Connor Cody, and Luke Shaw. Declan Rice, Jack Grealish, Mason Mount, Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane, and Jaden Sancho would be my it's Cro- it's, starting it's Croatia first. It is checked. Croatia. Croatia, then Scotland, then Czech Republic. Bring on the Scots. Obviously, Czech Republic game being one day after we were officially, we were supposed to have all restrictions lifted. What's this? We're giving yeah. our, our starting 11s, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I've got two options for mine. I've got a four back and a five back because... Going to have to push it for I... time. We've got three minutes left on this recording. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, then, um, yeah, back four, four, pretty much similar to yours. There's only a couple of changes in there. Pope, Alexander-Arnold, Maguire, Stone, Short, Rice, Foden, Grealish, Sterling, Kane, Rashford. And if we go five at the back, which I'm pretty sure Gareth will, if I had to stick to that system, it would be Pope, Alexander-Arnold, Stones, Cody, Mings, Shaw, Rice and Foden or Grealish. I can't pick between the two. Sterling, Kane, Rashford. I'll go for mine and then I'll go through like all your betting heads. So for mine, it's Pope, Walker, Maguire, Mings, Chilwell, Mount, Foden, Rice, Madison, Rashford, Kane. 4-4-2. And I just want to put out there, Betfred put up two days ago, actual betting odds for the Euros. England are 5-1. to one. France are 5-1. to one. Belgium are 11-2. to two. Spain are 7-1. to one. Germany are 15-2. to two. Current holders, Portugal, a sick favourite at 9-1, to one, with the Netherlands at 9-1. to one. Italy are 10-1 to one, and Croatia are 25-1. to one. Don't you mean Wolves, not Portugal? Ah, yeah. Love their third kit. They love Definitely. it, don't they? Surely, the, surely Portugal are going to play their games at Molyneux if it's all in England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they're the odds. England are favourite. Anyway, it, the, the omens are good going into this year's tournament. And we we roughly agree on who are, who would start for England this summer. Vaguely. Vaguely. Um, yeah. But so, we are pushing for time. We've got two minutes left on this Zoom call. call. I think we all name a winner each, and that's a great way to end it, I think. As much as I want to say England, I think it will be... It's hard to choose this. This is a really difficult one. I'm going to say Portugal again. That is tempting one. I think it's hard to look past France, but I'm being confident and saying England. Yeah, I'm going with Rob. I would have... uh out of the two if there's two like you know you can't you can't deny Mbappe and the guys that are on the French team yeah. but England for me definitely if it's hosted in England England all the way head says France heart says England going with exactly that <laughs> it's the same for me England in, in, I want England to win and as much as I'd love I mean it, it would I be nice Portugal, to see him winning Portugal our lifetimes. or France or even maybe Belgium I don't know it's 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 open well, for sure, yeah, Bel- Belgium are the number one number one ranked team in the world, so it's very open for sure. But I think we do need to wrap this up because we've got less than a minute left on this Zoom call now, and I don't want it to just cut off all of a sudden. <laughs> so let's let's bring episode thirteen to an end. Thank you very much for listening, and come on, England. Uh, that's cheesy. I'm not going to say that. <laughs>
Bye, Take guys. Take care and goodbye. Bye.